0: Lucas McCann, it's Monday morning. Jay, Thanks for hope, making time.
1: Hope you're enjoying a hot cup of coffee like the rest of us.
0: You know what? It's actually gone. So <laughs> uh, I was, I did and I was, and now I'm not. Now I'm amped up and fired up, which is why I actually wanted to talk to you. Uh, late last week, the Ontario Cannabis Store, um, our, the monopoly in chief in cannabis uh, here in Ontario, said that they're going to start culling SKUs and opening up a craft I don't know, uh, sort of category. Can you tell us what that means before I start complaining about um, monopolistic tendencies?
1: Sure, absolutely. So for those of you that uh, aren't aware of the system we have in Ontario, um, the uh, OCS or the Ontario Cannabis Stores, the designated wholesaler logistical partner in Ontario. But it's also very much a cannabis retail store that is allowed to operate on conditions that are outside of the realm of the rest of the cannabis retail stores that are privately owned. So it's publicly held. Um, They're allowed to deliver regardless of pandemic conditions. They don't pay provincial tax and they're able to sell at a lower price than our private cannabis retail stores. Um, Furthermore, um, yeah, they uh, they're the ones that have the control over all the products that are, are effectively being sold in Ontario. Um, there was a three-part announcement that happened on January 8th, very, very exciting for some folks. Um, one that they're going to be calling uh, uh, about 200 products starting in March for those that are, are, aren't selling or, or performing quite poorly. There's an open call for products, and they're going to be creating a craft designation for products. So very, very quickly what that means is that uh, products from its cannabis uh, inventory that uh, either don't week- meet weekly sales or are, are often out of stock or unavailable as a as um, uh, I guess a fault of the licensed producer that's not able to keep up with these, uh, the, the demand for the SKUs. Um, they're going to be removing those listings from, from their website. So they're going to be effectively delisting those products. And the criteria for how that would work is any sales for a particular product per store that fall below 0.5 units <clears throat> of products per week are, are gonna be delisted or products that are un, unavailable for a period of you know uh, about six months after having been on the market for, for, for that time. Products that are consistently out of stock that you just can't get your hands on, which uh, I, I guess to a certain extent makes make sense. Um, further to that point, there's also a, uh, a craft designation that's happening now and a, a call for products. So um, while we're on the issue of calling products, this craft designation we're a little bit concerned about because if you uh, can be listed on the OCS only to be pulled you know a few months later uh, during one of their five uh, product call uh, uh, periods that they have annually, um, it in, in an area where you can't really market or advertise your products, uh, it, it's a little bit uncertain sort of how these craft products are going to succeed uh, without the uh, the ability to uh, to be able to to let the uh, let, let folks know that they're out there. Um, we know that uh, the OCS does uh, handpick products to advertise uh, in in the corner of uh, uh, banners. Um, that they have on their website uh, certain products are promoted they have a hero product line that they launch once a year um typically at the year end. i think that it's done the best in sales um so yeah it's a it's a very interesting time to see how craft is going to survive the exciting part though is is that if you're a licensed producer and uh you are um Well, or maybe even soon to be licensed, now is an interesting time to get your products out and listed on the OCS. So there's a a series of product call stages that you have to go through. Uh, You'll need compliant packaging. You'll need a G1S uh, barcode that you can put onto your product. And you'll have to formally register yourself with the OCS. It's a uh, 14-step process uh, that is listed very clearly on their website. A lot of those steps are actually on the OCS side, but a lot of them are the responsibility of the licensed producer uh, to submit those products. Um, they've they've sort of um, summarized it down and distilled it down into sort of a three-step checklist uh, about the, the key milestones for getting your product listed. So if you're soon to be licensed, your company is in maybe the request for more information stage, you're a late stage applicant, it's a really good time to start thinking about next steps and listing on the OCS.
0: Yeah, all that makes sense. Um... But let me pose a um, a uh, a question that is um, weighted already uh, or biased question. Wouldn't many of those things also be possible by saying now retailers can actually work with producers directly, right? I, I, look, I'm not saying that there's never going to be a middleman in the province, but a lot of those things about products not moving could be generated by the market if the if the retailers like i think they can in saskatchewan can work directly with licensed producers to say this is what we need this is what we want why not work back from the retailer as opposed to have this middleman because maybe the products aren't selling on ocs but but it's it's just
1: it's That's killing a great me, comment, it, it, It's a great comment, Jay. So I think Saskatchewan is a hero for a lot of reasons. Uh, first off, their 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 provincial government isn't very hands on with uh, with licensed producers. It, it's 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 a very open market, uh, and and first off, licensed producers aren't paying any kind of provincial tax on the products that the or the retailers aren't paying provincial tax on those products. Um, so there there's less tax on products. In Saskatchewan, they were the first to have uh, farm gate. They've effectively have always had Farmgate. Uh, there's always been a framework there for it. So Saskatchewan's done a lot right. I mean, they're they're very very hands off. Products ship directly from the licensed producers to the retail stores. And yes, there's a, there's um, uh, um, a regulator that's involved in Saskatchewan, um, but I, again, they're they're much more focused.